Welcome to the Drag Me to the Movies podcast. I'm Ned. And I'm Joe. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Hellboy from 2004, which stars Ron Perlman, Doug Jones, Selma Blair, John Hurt, Rupert Evans, Jeffrey Tambor, and many, many more. So, Joe, what did you think of Hellboy? So, yeah. So, Hellboy uh, is a movie that came out uh, around the time of me uh, entering college. So it was in probably like a prime time for me to watch something like this because, you know, it's it's comic based. It's, uh, you know, kind of I mean, I guess it's not kind of it's sci fi. It's mm-hmm. um, kind of badass in a way as far as like, hey, this is the main character is a, you know, a hell spawn demon and um, just just seems like it was like everything that should have aligned correctly for me mm-hmm. um, at that time. And I never watched it. I, it was one that, like, I remember people in school talking about the hype behind it and, like, everybody loving it. And um, so, yeah, so I was I was excited to hear that this was going to be the movie we watched. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so having watched it, uh, I'll tell you, um, the effects in the movie did not hold up to current standards by any means, uh, at least in my opinion. Um. So... When you say effects, you mean the CGI, right? The CGI, the practical effects, I thought were great. Yes. Like okay. The uh, the Hellboy costume um, yep. and makeup, great. Um, the uh, like the the other uh, monster, um, I can't remember what they called him, but the they called Samuel him a few times. There, no, um, no, no, no. The, oh, uh, the Abe, fish one. Abe, Abe Sapien. Abe, yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, like his his was really well done um Sam, yeah Samuel I, I thought was okay like certain lightings uh he he you could tell was like real bad CGI but then in other parts like in the uh in the uh subway scene where uh Hellboy is trying to chase him through a um a subway car mm-hmm. I thought was cool um like I it was weird like it was certain certain times I thought it looked fine and believable and then other other it just looked like they kind of put like a a cut and paste animation over top of the film. You know what I mean? Um, um I mean, I don't know. It's kind of from that era, like Daredevil and all this other movies kind of came out around that time. They all had kind of cheesy CGI worked into them. Um, so I don't know. I, I forgive some of the CGI because of the practical effects and how good those looked. And there was a yeah. mix of practical, obviously with, uh, the Samuel. So. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking much away from the movie for that because again, it's now mm-hmm. almost 18. What well, is 18 years old? Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff like, uh, like the flames coming out of her hands out of Liz's hands, um, the souls that Rasputin, uh, was like picking up out of Samuel. Um, mm-hmm. those, those were kind of bad. I think, um, like almost reminded me of like not so long ago when we watched the uh um the Ghostbusters and some of how some of that animation was. It didn't I don't know, it didn't feel like it was believable that it was happening in that in that moment. Mm. So that okay. some of that stuff I was like, okay, that it doesn't So that look pulled great. you out a little bit and kind of a little bit soiled the bit. experience, maybe? Uh to some extent. I mean, again, these are just like very minor things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't say it ruined the movie for me at all. Um, 
but again yeah it's just just uh i guess i guess in this day and age when you have epics coming from like hbo and disney that are like straight to tv quote unquote tv um that have pretty badass uh cgi and mm. uh and practical effects i guess i'm spoiled now mm. um, okay so so yeah I, that's that's more of what i wanted to say is that it just you know as far as aging i don't think it aged the greatest i don't think it's terrible it's um, honestly like, to instance, me it's not the worst cgi i think they tried to focus it in particular areas where they felt it would add the most value um like there's definitely a part at the end where he's fighting that like pentacle monster and throws him up into the air you can definitely see that like that cgi ron perlman yeah right stuff like that yep. yeah and and again that it wasn't anything terrible that like ruined me like mm-hmm. as far as like the experience um but like i look at other movies like lord of the rings that probably had a larger budget and i feel like it grace it it, it aged gracefully um mm-hmm. as far as its effects go so um so yeah let's not get hung up on that part um so i was uh pleasantly surprised to see that um it involved a little bit of like the world war ii aspect Mm -hmm. um and uh like i'm i'm kind of a a history junkie around world war ii so that that was kind of cool it was an Mm -hmm. appealing part of the movie to me um i thought it was kind of badass some of the characters that were on like the uh the antagonist side. So like the, uh, the doctor who, um, basically was a clockwork, um, puppet. Yeah. At yeah, the the guy. yeah. I thought that was kind of a badass character. Yeah. Um, he had those like bladed tone fuzz, or I think that's what they called them. Those things are, I'm not, freaking... yeah, I'm not sure what you would call them, but they were, they were cool as hell. Um, he was kind of that assassin, uh, mm-hmm. character and thought, yeah, I thought his they did a very good job badass. with him. Yeah. Yep. Um, Rasputin, I thought they, they casted him pretty well, too. Um, I think uh, they were able to modernize him well, like when when they were back at the beginning during like the 40s, when they were showing Rasputin uh, trying to summon the portal. And then mm-hmm. when he died and they brought him back and they kind of modernized him with like almost like the blade feel. Right. <laughs> you know, with the, the sunglasses and the, like the leather coats and stuff yep. like that. So I thought I thought they did a good job with him. Um, the, uh, the blonde haired chick, uh, Ilsa, I don't really feel like she had much of a role in that other than she just didn't. kind of being like a, like a, a simp for Rasputin. Um, I mean, yeah. she, I guess, helped Cronin get the, uh, eh. resummoning pieces. Eh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> did, did she? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess she was, I guess she was the, uh, the communication point, right? <laughs> because yeah, because, um, the, uh, the, yeah, what was his name again? The doctor, um, uh, the, the puppet work guy, the clockwork guy, uh, Cronin Cronin. Um, he couldn't talk or at mm-hmm. least he didn't talk at all in the movie. So, um, so I guess that could be the point that she played is that she was the communication aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought the antagonist side of things were cool. Um very Cthulhu esque as well, with like mm-hmm. um HP like Lovecraft ish. Yeah. Yep. With the uh the space space demon type thing and mm-hmm. so I thought that was really cool. Um I was I was uh happy to see that John Hurt was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um I I hadn't had a whole lot of exposure to John Hurt before, um, but 
uh, like I, I've told you before, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but I'm a big Doctor Who, Doctor Who fan. Um, and uh, he played a, the Doctor in one of the uh, specials, not not in the series, but it was like one of the uh, the yearly like Christmas specials that they would have. Um, so he played one of the iterations of the Doctor, and he did a fantastic job. Um, so it was it was cool to see him in in something else. Um, and again, I'm limited on my on my filmology, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take that with a grain of salt. Right. Um, but I thought he did a great job as being Dr. Broom, um, you know, kind of playing that, that father figure for Hellboy. Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought that was good, too. Ron Perlman was a great Hellboy, um, you know, did a good job being an adult, but also kind of a man child as mm-hmm. Hellboy, because, you know, the whole point, I think, is that Hellboy ages differently than everyone else. He does, so, yes. Yeah, so he's he's still a child, but he's in like a I guess it's probably his like preteen phase at this point. Yep. Um, And then I thought, again, Jeffrey Tambor uh, did a good job as being kind of that arrogant uh, head of the FBI um, agency that they're a part of. Yep. Um, You know, it's cool to see him in something, too. I mostly see him in like comedies, so it was kind of nice to see him in something. I mean, even though it wasn't completely serious. Mm-hmm. There was some funny stuff that he did, but um, I thought he did a good job, too, in this movie. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's me. <clears throat> that's my recap of the uh, actors and kind of the effects of the movie. So now let's talk about the story. I had a hard time getting into this story, Ned. OK, I I don't know why I I, I thought about it. It, fe- it felt like a lot of the characters in the movie we're over the top. Um, and I know, I know that's kind of a funny statement to make because it's Hellboy, right? Mm-hmm. Hellboy is in the freaking title. Um, but I don't know. It almost the, the acting to me, I can't, I'm having a hard time putting to words what, what was wrong or what maybe not was wrong, but why I had a hard time with the movie. And it it almost gave me like the made for TV movie vibes <clears throat> as far as like acting. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. It don't like, you know, it almost felt like it was one of those things where like they got some really good actors in there, like, like John Hurt and Ron Perlman. And then they had these backup actors that they did. Okay. But like, I, I felt like, you know, like Ron Perlman was really carrying the movie. <clears throat> Dr. Broom, when he was in, it was really carrying it. Um, you know, Rasputin didn't really have a whole lot to say, but I thought he did a good job being convincing, uh, convincing as far as like an, an enemy or a villain. So is it mostly um, like the Myers and like the other agent type stuff? Or? Yeah, I feel like Myers was kind of unbelievable like the- or unlikable in a way. I know okay. he was supposed to be the pure of heart kind of um, helpful uh, mm-hmm. guy for Hellboy. But like, I don't know, like he... I, don't know, I just had a hard time believing him as an actor, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, maybe maybe it's the way he was interacting with Hellboy. Like, hey, you're in the FBI and you just met a demon, and and you're not a whole, you're not very like taken aback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. And then I'd say that's like, fair. Yeah, if I look at like Liz, 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 Liz's character was. All right. Um, she was kind of like the uh, hurt, hurt girl that was kind of 
I don't want to say emo, but kind of like goth in a way, like mm-hmm. keeps to herself, kind of dark and dreary. Right. Um, I won't say her character was bad because, again, it was limited lines and, and kind of until the end limited. Um, limited interaction, really. Um, I just don't know. The, the movie itself, just I had a hard time like, really getting into it. Um, OK, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's a weird one for me. Um, so I'm wondering, like, let's talk on that for a little bit. Um, if we were to kind of remove Myers um, and the whole kind of like love story twist type thing, do you feel that would be a better Hellboy movie? I feel like it would help. Yeah, like like um, Agent Clay. I thought mm-hmm. Agent Clay was more believable because he was very like, like this is my job. This is what we're gonna he's, do. He's kind of friends with Hellboy. He's like, hey, these hair plugs they work, right? <laughs> right, right. Which, but it was on a professional level of like, you know, this is how this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Myers was more of like a, like I'm a kid straight out of like the academy. Uh, everything's shiny to me. I don't take anything seriously except at the same time he did, you know, like he chased after Hellboy when, when they first uh, were after Samael. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, I don't, maybe, maybe it is all around Myers is I didn't, I didn't care for him okay. um, as a choice. Because no, as, sure I mean, like what I'm hearing from you. Okay. Like from what I'm hearing from you, like you seem to like everyone else except maybe Myers, just based off yeah how you were talking about it. Yeah, it might it might be Myers. Um, yeah, I think you're helping me kind of focus where I'm having a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I it's like I said, I I I've pondered on this for a while. Like what what about him specifically? And I think it's just just the way he was written as a character. So. That being said, you've um, I imagine you've read the comic. I have read a comics. lot of the comics. Um, okay. Do you felt that this stayed true to the comics, or was this an interpretation? <sighs> a little both, to be honest. Um, so this movie, obviously, Guillermo del Toro directed it, and you know he's mm-hmm. a very like awesome director, very creative mindset, and create some like really interesting pieces and creatures and stuff like that. Um, so I, I felt he really wanted to do kind of mostly his own thing and pull Hellboy into his world. And that's one of the things I think is pretty awesome about Hellboy. And uh, Mike Mignola is the guy who created that character. Um, he did the writing and art and everything initially. Um, so to kind of see what he did where he pretty much just play off on anything from myths, urban legends and stuff like that to kind of put Hellboy into that scenario and kind of see how things play out. Um, so there's also some original characters and things like that, but it was always kind of interesting just to see the stories that would come out of that. And I think Guillermo del Toro wanted to take that and kind of do his own thing where he definitely used a lot of the kind of source material to kind of set up like how Hellboy is pulled in and some of those things and that, you know, Abe Sapien is a character and like a lot of the character stuff is pulled in. Um, but uh, it, it definitely differs a lot. And there's 
a sequel to this one with Ron Perlman. But then there's also another Hellboy that was out in 2019, if I remember correctly, that I felt was a little bit more true to what the comics was trying to do, even though I just felt they kind of poorly executed that one a little bit in some ways. I still enjoy it, but I don't know if I would recommend people go out and watch that one. Yeah, I I had heard that the second Hellboy, or not the second of this set of Hellboys, but the the newer Hellboy didn't do so well. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know, there's things there that I thought they did well um, in that one, but and they used a lot more of kind of the source material and uh, Baba Yaga and all that stuff, so I don't know. Gotcha. Is it the same story as as this one, or is it a different It's a different story? It's a different Hellboy. Gotcha. It's got the Blood Queen and all that stuff. Okay. But yeah, um, I guess one other thing, like, obviously the comics are excellent. You should all go check them out if you uh, are curious about them at all. Um, I want to talk about, you know, some of the actors that are in this, like Ron Perlman. Um, I really like him in a lot of different things, and I thought he did carry this movie as Hellboy. Um, Doug Jones, he's typically, um, put into a lot of different prosthetics and stuff that, um, kind of give him that practical, like he, he's just a really skinny dude. Um, but him playing Ape Sapien, um, he's been, what was it? The Hocus Pocus. He played Billy in that. Um, like Mm -hmm. he, he's just notorious for playing these different creatures and always gets put into like some type of makeup or over the top costume it's i always respect seeing him in movies yeah yeah i thought he did a good job as um ape sapien well it was interesting because he was the actor in the costume but it was david hyde pierce that did the voice oh interesting yeah so the guy from fraser played fraser's mm-hmm. brother um he did the voice interesting mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh kind of some of those things. And then like Ron Perlman, like, I don't know. I just kind of reflect back on to like, he's done a lot of the same type of things. Like he played, uh, what was it? The TV series, Beauty and the Beast, where he had a lot of makeup and stuff on there. So I really respect seeing him in things. And like, you know, he was even in like um, the Fantastic Beast movies and just love seeing him in anything really. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, I I just really enjoyed Hellboy. I know um, the CGI definitely does suffer from time a little bit. Uh, The practical effects, Guillermo del Toro's uh, kind of vision, like overall, I felt uh, it was a decent story. Um, I do kind of agree that the love story seems a little forced, um, and I, I don't know if having that out would make a difference, I think it would. And then it would just be a little bit more focused on, you know, Hellboy doing his job and, you know, just the trying to get all that stuff pretty much squared away. I I think there's a lot of stuff in the reboot that they played upon, um, kind of telling that story a little differently on how, um, the impacts of if he actually did open that gate and cross over and what that means. So this one kind of opted to just 
I guess Liz pulled him back from it and he, you know, ripped his horns off and apparently that was the key to closing the gate. I don't There's there's definitely a lot of things in here that I think that could be kind of questioned as far as moving the plot forward, but I don't know. Generally, I feel I enjoyed this one regardless of, you know, how some of the story could be changed. Would you agree? Uh yeah, I I I think so. I, like I said, I I enjoyed it for the most part, but there was just something that whole time and I and I think you and I figured it out with with the whole Myers uh side of things just kind of kind of took me out of the immersion of it all. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. So I would I would agree. I I feel like it was almost there for me. It just wasn't quite just fell a little bit short. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So what do you feel you would give this uh, score wise? So I think I'm going to give this one a solid three. Um, three. It's yeah, it's not it's not it's not bad. enough. I don't I don't think the whole Myers thing is bad enough for me to say I'm never going to watch this again. I probably will. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I do, uh, you know, check our Twitter because I might maybe do an update eventually on if it still holds true for me on how this how this uh how this affair with Myers and myself go. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think a solid three is where I'm going to land on this one. Okay. I, I would probably give this a three, five just um, because I, re- I respect a lot of like the creativeness in this, the character design, all that stuff. It's just the practical effects also pretty awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. Like Hellboy 2, I would say would be worth checking out. Have you seen that one at all? No. <clears throat> no, and, and since you brought it up, I, I've been looking stuff up on IMDb and it's actually rated higher mm-hmm. um than the first one. It's a more cohesive story, in my opinion. He learned a lot from the first Hellboy. Okay. Plus then, I think yeah, I might... some of the characters are a little Pretty interesting too. Okay, then yeah, I might I might step into that um, eventually and give it a watch. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I think Joe, I have a recommendation um, based on something you uh, informed me of. You haven't seen Fifth Element. I have not. Why the hell not? I have not. Uh, because I was going to make a reference, but I'm not even sure if that's Fifth Element, so I'm going to not say it. But. Uh, I actually I, I go know. ahead, go ahead and say it. it, say it, say it. Let's say there's one too many boobs, maybe. Oh, that no, no, different movie. That's a different movie. What movie is that? <laughs> uh, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Have I don't you know why I thought those were the same movie. No, they're nope. they're different movies. Not seen that movie. Okay, then we have two movies to add to the yeah, list. Add that, but add that on too. <laughs> the first one we'll check out is the fifth element okay any guesses on what you think it's about i i know i mean i'd be blind if i didn't know a little bit like i know know, there's a red-haired girl that's in like weird white bondage looking stuff (laughs) for most of the movie (laughs) Uh uh i know i know that uh i'm trying to think i know it's in the future um I know there's a lot of like, like political stuff around it. I think, um, 
I, but I don't know much about it beyond that. Okay. All right. I'll, I think you'll probably enjoy it. Um, I'm going to call that now. So we'll, we'll see what you think. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Well, that wraps up this episode. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Who the Movies Pod. And thanks for joining. Yeah, and thanks for dragging me to the movies, Ned. No problem. Bye. Bye bye.